Oh, honey, if you clicked on this podcast hoping that I was going to name names, that's not what this is about. Just today's been one of those days where I ended up unsubscribing to a lot of content because, man, the hate is real. And I don't know where it's coming from, though I kind of think I know where it's coming from. We've talked about it a little bit here recently, and we're going to talk about it today again on this episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love. And today, today's gonna be a tea day, honey. It really is. Like, I don't like having days like this, but man, I feel like today was one of those days where a lot of people went crazy. So I'm sitting here with my Republic of Tea Vanilla, Red Vanilla, and I've got some vanilla dreamery creamer in it and i like to call it a vanilla bomb so while i'm having my tea let's just get into all the drama because i don't know what what is going on with the world today and before we get into all this though if you haven't already please do take a moment to rate this podcast on whatever app you're listening to me on it really does help out a lot it tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we get to interact with each other in real life. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. Thank you very much to everybody who already does that. Uh, okay, I know I'm saying honey a lot today, and I'll probably say honey child and a couple other aphorisms from my southern roots today, because I'm a little bit worked up. And I wish I had a good reason to be. I mean, I have a reason. It's just, uh, the world's gone mad. The world's gone crazy. So I get up today, and as is my want to do, there are some YouTube channels and some podcasts and whatnot that I like to listen to. First thing, as I'm getting ready for my day, and you know it's going to be fun when the first podcast that you click on, actually, was it YouTube? If the first thing you click on in the morning starts with, if you want to call me a racist for saying this, then you need to come up with a better argument. And then kind of gets a little, a little bit racist. Not like completely racist, but enough that I'm just done. <laughs> I'm just done. And then I click on the next thing and, oh, women can't be superheroes because they're women and... Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just done. Thank you for telling me you think that about people. I'm done. Oh, you can't have a female Jedi that has a plot arc, anything even remotely like Luke Skywalker, because they're a woman and women are inherently... Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Thank you for telling me who you are, because I didn't know, because you'd kept it under wraps for quite some time. Thank you. And that was my morning, to the point where Brian saw me unsubscribing to some of it and was just like oh so you're having a minimalist day no i'm not having a minimalist day i'm just having a i'm not going to listen to you argue about how your 
not racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, by then saying things that easily fit into those categories, I'm not, I'm not, I'm done. And it's driving me crazy because some of these people are people I've been subscribed to for a long time that I didn't have any inkling that this stuff was brewing under the, under the covers, that it was there. But that's the world now, isn't it? Everybody who's got that kind of sinister internal monologue is turning it into a sinister external monologue. And I don't know if they're doing it because they feel that it's safe to be out and open about how they don't like other ethnic groups, women, gay people, trans people, or if they think that it's a pathway to more money. Like for one of the people, I understand where she, where, where this process originated. And initially I was kind of sympathetic, but sympathy only goes so far, honey. Sympathy only goes so far. Like your original explanations kind of made sense. And I saw where you were coming from, but then you, you just went off the rails because I think you started listening to the wrong people in your Twitter feed. And maybe that's all that it is. I really don't know. It's frustrating though. Because, you know, I I don't think that this podcast all has to be constantly sunshine, roses, and lollipops, and rainbows, and all that is wonderful. But there's enough crap in the world. I don't like putting it in here. But... Uh, there was such a weird preponderance of things this morning. I mean, so many channels, just so many podcasts, so many, so, so. And like I said, I'm not going to name names and don't ask me because I'm not going to name names. Trust me, if you listen to any of the people I'm talking about, when you heard their episodes today, you know who I'm talking about. And I'm not going to confirm if you try to guess because I don't want to make this about them because it's just that it all happened today. Like over the years, it's happened, right? Like I grew up, not really grew up because I started watching them in my 20s, but watching comedies that were written by Grand Lanningham and, you know, they were funny and I liked them, you know, from Father Ted to the IT crowd and all that. And then he had to, yeah out himself as a transphobe as a, yeah and that was hard that was, that was difficult but it was a process it took time it wasn't like all in one day everybody who was horrible decided to stand up and say that they're horrible and you know there, there's there's a lot of horrible out there i mean there are some books by robert highline that i absolutely love but highline kind of liked the fascism and was not really that good of a person. And he believed in forced conscription and that we should just indiscriminately kill our enemies in war because that was good and only people that had indiscriminately killed people in war had a right to vote or have an opinion at all in the government. He honestly believed that. And I'm not advocating cancel culture or anything like that because I don't think, I don't think it exists. I really don't. I don't think we cancel people. There, there's the kind of meme out there, the idea out there that people get canceled, but they don't. 
Mel Gibson is still working in Hollywood. He's making family films, for goodness sakes. And if he's not canceled, who is? Yeah. I I don't believe that that's a thing, and I'm not saying that I'm cutting these people off and I'm never going to deal with them again. I'm not saying any of that. I am saying we need to look at ourselves. We need to look at our culture and really find what it is that's making us just go crazy right now. We're just losing our minds and we're hating each other. Sometimes over big things, a lot of times over little things. And it's dividing us. And I don't know, maybe this is just something that my grandparents taught me. But when you're being divided, when you feel divided, when you feel a very us versus them attitude growing up in you, the first thing that you need to ask yourself is who does this benefit? Who's winning? Because somebody is. Somebody is winning. Somebody is benefiting from this. And it can be obvious and it can be subtle. Racism, for the most part, is kept in place so that capitalism can keep exploiting workers. Because as long as you believe that it's the immigrants and the people of a different ethnic group than you who are stealing the good jobs and keeping you from getting ahead in life, you're not going to ask why Jeff Bezos is the richest person on earth and the people in his employ don't even get bathroom breaks. Am I saying that he's racist? No. And I'm not saying that about anything, because see, that that's the problem here. A lot of these conspiracy theories, a lot of these things that are driving us to distraction, the people that are benefiting from them, they often don't even have to promote them. They just have to let them be and reap the benefits of them. So why today? Why of all days did I wake up today and find all this crazy going on in my feeds? Why why was that today? I wish I had an answer for that. I think it was just one of those things where the stars aligned just right and all the crazy just happened to come out at once. You know how that happens sometimes? Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it's not some bigger systemic problem that we're just not seeing and not dealing with. And we've talked about this before, about the sheer lack of compassion in our society and the pervasive partisanship that makes us take sides on the silliest things so that we stay divided and we stay against each other because it's a good way to distract us from things that we could actually get success on, that we could actually improve as long as we're arguing and fighting over nonsense then we won't be arguing and fighting over important things. And I really do feel like that's what it is. That for some of these people, I'm pretty sure they feel some personal slight. That they feel that they're living in a world that has left them behind. And they're looking, they're desperately looking for answers. And I'm not trying to justify their opinions or their positions or anything else. I don't think they can be justified. No one is better than anyone else because of any innate quality. Because better is such a subjective question just in and of itself. What what does that mean? <laughs> on on what scale are we measuring people? Yeah, there's a lot of crazy out there. And I think we in fandom, 
are partially to blame for this. And it's, again, that partisanship. And I think it's a partisanship that isn't getting a lot of uh, coverage. I can think of several YouTubers and a couple podcasters who have talked about this, but it's basic marketing. And this is where people like me are mostly to blame. Because if I really wanted this podcast to make a lot more money than it does and have a lot more listeners than it does, then it's an easy thing to do. I just have to say some hateful or controversial things. People will show up for the sideshow. Some people because they agree, some people because they disagree, and some people because they just want to see the freak show. It's a lot easier to attract attention with controversy than it is when you're just talking about things that might actually help people's lives. I know this. I've actually been encouraged by several people in my life that I've talked to about my goals going forward to be more confrontational and to pick more fights, even if they're fake. Just have some fun fights. Maybe contact the person ahead of time and schedule it out. That is crazy. But that advice is out there, and a lot of people follow it. It's so much easier to attract eyes when you're being hateful, when you're being controversial, when you're saying something that makes people go, oh, oh, well, and click. And I'm not really that person. You know, I'm not really a kumbaya kind of person. I think a lot of people think that I am. I've got very strong opinions, and I argue them quite vociferously with people in the right context. But it's not my place to put any of that rancor out in the world. You know, I could give these podcasts, I could give this show a much more successful run if it was the five best things, the five worst this, the hateful this, or why I hate, why I hate, why such and such or so and so is bad, wrong, or some other variant word get your thesaurus out and i bring that up not to be like look at what a good person i am for not doing that but because it has all happened recently like today i'm wondering if somebody held a class and explained to these that these people all attended recently that explained to them that controversy is a good way to get followers to get subscribers and they all went, hmm, okay. And just happened because they all post on the same day to have their controversy episodes all come out at the same time. Because it wouldn't surprise me if this was just cynical marketing on a lot of people's parts. Because, like I said, there's no shortage of advice out there telling people that they should just be nasty. And that's a good way to develop an audience. And I wish I could debunk that. I wish that the rest of this episode would be de dedicated to me saying, no, that's not how that works. But that would be a lie. There's a lot of content out there. There's a lot of material out there for people to wade through. And well, when you have a choice of a thousand different things to click on, the ones that you're most likely to click on are going to be the ones that get your blood boiling in some way. You know, the, oh man, that's exactly the way it is. Or, oh, they're just evil. Oh, that's so wrong. And that gets the click. 
and that click gets the listen, and that gets the ad play. It's a business. And that's the real problem here. It's not outrage in and of itself. It's not this new demon of cancel culture, which, like I said, doesn't exist. People still read H.P. Lovecraft. If anybody deserves canceling, it's him. He's misogynistic, he's racist, he's anti-Semitic. But people still read him because that's from the 30s and people were just wrong-headed and weird back then. But even more recently, like I said, Mel Gibson is still getting work. If cancel culture were a thing, he wouldn't be working anymore. But he is, and not just for weird fringe companies. You see, cancel culture is a tool of outrage culture to get more clicks. We talk about how everything's being canceled and how nothing can be funny anymore because, well, nothing can be funny anymore. That darn PC culture where I can't say bad things about transgender people and gay people and women. I mean, for goodness sakes, if I can't make a rape joke, then how can I tell a joke at all? You have Jerry Seinfeld, of all people, getting confused why telling a gay French nobleman joke just isn't funny. But it's not that the joke's not funny, at least not to him. It's because of the culture war. People are too politically correct to laugh at a gay fop joke anymore. No, we've just heard it a thousand times, and even if we weren't wanting to be nice to LGBT people, it's just not funny. Like Dave Chappelle and his attack helicopter, or any of the comedians who we think could come up with a better joke than the attack helicopter. But see, they can make money by getting on the outrage tour because outrage sells. They can harden their fan base. They can get more eyes. They can spread the word. And let's be honest, the brand is more important than the culture. And that's the tea. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please take a moment to rate it in whatever app you listen to me on. It really does help out a lot. If you have a dollar you can pass my way, you can hit me up on Patreon. You can find a link to that in the show notes. I actually recently did the thing that I've been promising to do and updated my Patreon. So yeah, it's new, it's fresh, it's got stuff up there, and I have plans going forward. Thank you to everybody who already is a member of the project over on Patreon. And if you're not, that's okay. But it is how I make a living. So if you enjoyed this and you want to see more of it, do consider joining over there for just a dollar a month. It really does help out a lot. If you don't have any money or you don't feel like giving right now, that's fine. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast, do share it with them. That helps out a lot too. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean, so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I'm C.E. Dorset on both. And you can find links to everything that I do over at Project Shadow, including over on Project Shadow. The Patreon links for the books are up now. Yeah. Alrighty. Thank you all for listening. And until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.